Before we get started, there's something I'm really excited to share with you. It's no secret that we think diversifying your income is incredibly important. One way that we do it is by investing in rental properties. We've done a ton of research, interviewed experts, and invested over $100,000 of our own money in income-producing rental properties. I am proud to announce that we're launching Rental Properties for Passive Investors. It's a course on exactly how you can passively invest in rental properties. Like our podcast, it's incredibly actionable and details exactly how we've both purchased and managed our rental properties. It also includes a year of investable, the analysis tool we use to make sure the rental properties we purchase are actually profitable. Finding the deal is half the battle. You need to know your numbers to make a profitable investment. We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. It's not how much money you earn, it's how much money you burn. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Sup, dude. Sup. 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 Especially good. I'm like, especially good because I'm drinking some jam skate. Ah. Uh, I'm just doing like hops around the world, Mm. courtesy of our friend Robert. Yes. Robert Um, sent us in a nice package of beer from uh, American Solera and Prairie Artisan Ales, two two of my favorite breweries in the country. It was a Christmas. It was like Christmas morning in June. I remember you sent me pictures when you were like opening it. You were like flipping out. Oh, I was flipping out. Put it on Twitter. The pictures. I like lined them all up on my kegerator to like make a nice uh, Instagrammable shot. Oh, my God. So I, I took a nice shot. I have to beg Laura to improve the. She's really good at like editing. Yeah whatever exposure on Mm -hmm. but i have all the cans lined up and like the city in the background oh nice oh yeah yeah. you gotta put that on some social media thingy on the instas and the instas so to sign up for some social media platforms you (laughs) You gotta get started first (laughs) and then yeah then you can post it um cool what's it called jamskate Mm. uh and uh, if i remember enigma citra and simcoe hops it's a double ipa with eight percent alcohol are you literally drinking the same one because no i drank that in the last episode oh oh yeah (laughs) Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have remembered if I even read it. But so, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, from American Solera, I am also drinking uh, American Solera beer, courtesy of Robert. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Terpy. Terpy Double Dry Hop or Terpy DDH. Uh, it is double uh, in India Pale Ale with double the hops, which he d- does not mention the hops that are in it, uh, but it is very delicious. And every beer, I mean, I've... I've imbibed a little bit when he first sent like that night. I, I chilled him in the fridge that night. I was cracking him open and I was mm. like, oh, my God. So I know you love IPAs. I do. You're an IPA guy. I'm an IPA this, guy. This jam skate. So I like IPAs and they're really good like when you're out because you can taste like beer. But uh, if I'm like chilling, I don't necessarily want like such a super hoppy punch in the face. The jam skates like really even. Yeah. And that's an 8% beer, dude. I know <laughs> it's going to go down some... smooth and it's going <laughs> to, uh, and it's going to be a feel... great, uh, we have to a couple episodes more to record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a shit show today, my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, our catchphrase today comes from Miguel. Uh, he's a longtime listener and apparently thinks we're the whale's vagina. 
which uh, I believe is a Anchorman reference. <laughs> it's, I mean, you are Anchorman incarnate. Yeah. San Diego. <laughs> Scholars believe it means whale's vagina. I think that's right. Uh, thank you, Miguel. Appreciate that. Today, we're breaking down uh, an extremely popular tweet thread. I know that sounds, uh, speaking of social medias, um, about wealth. This is a tweet thread about wealth that came out, I think, last year. It was tweeted by a man named Naval Ravikant, who mm-hmm. is a who's the founder of AngelList.co or Angel.co, which is um, I, I think it's like an investment platform for angel investors for for Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him recently, and so this came to my attention. I read this tweet when it first went viral. By the way, you nailed the pronunciation of his name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> I looked it up just before we got on the show. Um, but but I was watching a bunch of clips on YouTube of his interview with Joe Rogan. And I just dig with this guy. I just dig this guy. Mm. I like what he has to say about life in general and uh, socioeconomics. And you would send all- me a link to this tweet thread or you'd put it in a sauna. Yeah. We, you know, when we plan stuff and when it's a tweet thread, like I immediately have extremely low expectations. Sure. As you like, I was like, Matt's wasting my time today, but yeah. I'll, but I'll let him. And like as like he kind of just like starts with a punch, and I just really digged all of it. Yeah, it's he's awesome. he's. I think he's kind of turned into a modern day philosopher, even though he's a business owner. Um, his his episode on Joe Rogan, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of Joe Rogan. Um, if you're a fan of just like you know, he's just I don't know. It was a really good episode. We just have to of, share it with you. Yeah, and so what we're gonna do in this episode is break down this tweet storm. Because I think everything is important. If you have, if you've already read it or you've already seen it, um, this it, it did come out last year. So I would say, listen, because it's a great refresher. I haven't read this since I first saw it, so I'm I'm fre- I'm coming fresh to this as well. We're going to go over each tweet, kind of discuss it, mm. and and I think you're going to learn a lot from this. So we're just going to start the first section, the first uh, three tweets, um, and and the tweet, the name of the tweet is. How to get rich, parentheses, without getting lucky. That's like the name of the whole thread. That's the name of the whole thread. Um, It's kind of like a little mini blog post that he Mm. put out. Um, So uh, the first part is about wealth, money, status. All right. Mm -hmm. So the first, first thing he tweets, seek wealth, not money or status. Wealth is having assets that earn while you sleep. Money is how we transfer time and wealth. Status is your place in social hierarchy. Mm. So, what does that say to you? If you want to be wealthy, you need uh-huh. things that are earning you money while you sleep. Yep. Having money is rather vapid and meaningless. It it simply uh, allows you to do more things, but it is not a goal in and of itself. And status, to me personally, is a load of shit. I don't, I don't need it. You mean like driving a BMW and right, letting people having, know that you have money? Yeah, like other people like, oh my God, Andrew's so great. Right. I would actually hope that no one says that. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew sucks so bad. Yeah, there That's we go. Now, quite, now we're on. <laughs> now we're on the, okay. He, he, he differentiates the, the, the terms wealth and money, which I think is interesting because yeah. wealth does not actually mean having more money. Right. It's the ability to earn money is mm. what he calls wealth. Without specific effort. Right. Without, yeah, going to work at Target. 
like having a salary is not like being wealthy. Like you, you have a job, you know, right. You're that's earning, earning money. It's earning money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So go ahead. What's the next one? Understand that ethical wealth creation is possible. If you secretly despise wealth, it will elude you. Ooh. So to me, mm. it, it does. I, I know there's a lot of, and this is really interesting because I think there's a lot of people out there, probably not people who listen to the show. Mm. We'll probably preface that. But there's probably a lot of people out there who feel that earning money or having money is, is kind of has, has a negative. It's like evil. Like you must evil. be a douche if right. you have a lot of money. Right. And I think he's saying that that's not true. It can be ethical. You know, making money ethically is possible and making a lot of money ethically is possible. I think if you own, and this may sound counterintuitive, but I think if you own a rental property, you are providing someone else a home for less mm. money because they can't afford to buy that home. You can. And you don't need to increase the rent on them. Right. You could be a great landlord and improve things. And yeah. so you can make money and be profitable without being an asshole. Right. It is certainly possible. Right. All right. So ignore, the next tweet is ignore people playing status games. They gain status by attacking people playing wealth creation games. I Oof. love that because everyone who's doing the BM, I, I feel like the people are flaunting their th things or trying to appear as if they're wealthy mm -hmm. often are not. And Me. I was certainly one of those people. And and the, look at you. You don't have like any like overt wealth symbols and you're more wealthy than you've ever been. Yeah. Yeah, people don't know. I mean, unless they come over to my house and they're like, wow, you have a kegerator in your house? Man, you <laughs> might, what do you do for a living? I'm like, um, I just I prioritize beer <laughs> more than I'm like, I'm also wearing an old Navy hoodie with a hole in it. So uh, I just I've never did, taken it off for months. No, I, <laughs> it, is, it is riddled with BO stains. I want to see your closet. Like, I imagine if you open Matt's closet, it's just 15, like, black hoodies that are identical. There are three, and they're in, they're not even hung up. They're in a box. <laughs> I swear to God. I don't so even you wear have... it to death and then retire it, and you open the box? Oh, no, and... it doesn't get retired. It just gets used less often. Downgraded. This is now Saturdays only. Yes. <laughs> in order for me to throw out a piece of clothing, it has to have a hole that will show my skin that I don't want to be shown. <laughs> <laughs> like it, has to, it has to be that big. Like, and look, I have will, you ever will... seen your skin? It's bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if I had a hole in my pants, I'm like, well, it's in the center underneath in my grundle area. Like, no one's really going to see that for a while. <laughs> Until it starts to reach up into the crotchal area, and then it's like, oh, well, now people can see the tip of my penis, and I don't want that. That's, that's, that's inappropriate. Well, that's why people wear underwear, but moving on. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, you know, I, I get it. I don't spend money on clothes. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on to the next one. Go ahead. We're going to talk mostly in this section about equity. Um, if you're not... Okay, sorry. You're not going to get rich renting out your time. You must own equity, a piece of a business, to gain your financial freedom. Uh, all right. There's nothing I believe more than this. I know, point. but how does that equate to... Let's say you can't... So owning a piece of a business could be just literally be a stock. A right. fund. And, you know, you literally put your money there and it earns kind of into perpetuity. Yep. Something like a rental property, you're just going to be making money regardless of your effort. So you don't have to call out at work. The, you just get paid. And the reason we've been able to do the things we did is because we have businesses that just pay us money. But not only that, like, let's say 
you are a consultant. Mm. That's your job, right? Or you, or you mean, fuck, I mentioned working at Target. You work at Target. You are renting your time. You are being paid for that time. If you use that money to buy a piece of a business, which is maybe Target, <laughs> maybe you, maybe yeah. you work at Target and then you buy stock in Target, then that's how you can get financial freedom because you are taking the money that you earn and you're using it to buy a piece of a business that is earning you money forever without you actually doing any work. So this is another exactly. way of saying like, make your money work for you. And but it's very clear, specific. Everyone starts renting out their time. So if you're renting out your yeah. time, it's no, like I mean, you're, you're just like everybody. But well, you have everyone to build. rents their time, I think. Even a, even a business owner rents his time. To the business, yeah. Right, for the business. I mean, yes, he could probably, or she could probably take off from that business and it will continue to earn them money, but they still have to put that time in. Mm. Um, but it's the, the faster you can get out of that rat race of trading time for money, then the better you are. This is the whole financial independent movement. You Look, know? The, the epitome of wealth is having unlimited time. Or, you know, totally. So. Uh, the next one is you will get rich by giving society what it wants, but does not yet know how to get at scale. Mm. That's a hard one because I, I don't, what is, how do you know what society doesn't know at once yet? And that's just, I think it's a way that, you know, that to me is another way of, of the, uh, the Henry Ford quote, which is if I asked people what they wanted, they'd say faster horses, mm. you know, at the time. And so he built the car and they didn't even, he built something that they didn't even know they wanted yet. I think it's a bit of a hyperbolic tweet yeah. because getting rich is like, and, and specifically, he's just, specifically what he's describing is extreme. Like you'd have to invent Spanx, you know, <laughs> right. and then, then you're going to be a billionaire. If you right. invent uh, a colorful type of sock, like you may make money from it, but you're not going to be like ridiculously rich. Right. You're not going to be, and he says you will get rich. Mm. And, and I think, um, there is Maybe a difference. Qualify between, rich as having a Lambo and having it have <laughs> no impact on your right world. on your bottom. Yeah, like like I have a Lambo because I literally have my my accountant says I had to spend this money or else I would lose it. <laughs> like, Although I'm ironically, too, if you were rich, you would never have a Lambo. That's yeah. What do you think Bill Gates drives? I know, like a Honda Civic or yeah. something. Are you I feel like first of all, he doesn't drive probably. Someone oh, probably no, drives him. And maybe it's in the Land Rover because he needs, you know, space for his laptop and and yeah. all of his team. Uh I think Warren Buffett drives like a, a Civic or something. There's a there's a whole documentary. I mentioned this before on HBO called Becoming Buffett, I think. And it's about him and the first scene opens up with him going through the drive through McDonald's where he orders the same thing every day. <laughs> And he uses like his his wife gives him an allowance, and he uses like quarters to pay for his like egg McMuffin. Oh my god! I know people Crazy. are weird. Um, all right, next one. Learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable. Yep. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, this is. I feel like this advice works really well for people who are or business minded. And obviously, mm. he's hey, that's the that's the position he's coming from. What does that mean to? What does what does the word build mean? Build what? Okay, uh, your, maybe you know. like I'm th I'm thinking like in terms of like, just say like an engineer. Say you're a coder. If you can sell, then you can sell yourself, and you can mm -hmm. increase your salary. You could perhaps sell the the work that you and your team are building. Yeah, you know, 
whether it's Spotify or whatever. Um, and if you can also be part of the creation process, the hardest part, like you're, I don't know, one of the most important people. So does in the, in the Silicon be... Valley space, you're a unicorn, I guess, right? Because mm. you can do both. Yeah. It's like, and oh, so, I can build and sell. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Th- then it's like, you're imagine, like a oh, one-man look, team. Dude, imagine if you are selling just like, I don't know, something that you invented on Etsy. And you're not only building the product, but you're also really good at selling that product. Like, you're going to make a money. You're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, that's just true. Because most people can do one, not the other. Right. Or right. none. Although I think about my time in like uh, the pool industry where we had a bunch of salespeople who sold in-ground pools, but they didn't build the in-ground pools. Hmm. So if they did both, would they be unstoppable? No. Well, they I mean, I guess if, <laughs> if they could build it, then they could eventually hire people to do it for them. Right. So then they would own their own pool company <laughs> instead of being yeah. just a salesman at a pool company. All right. Um, all right. Next one. Pick an industry where you can play long-term games with long-term people. Don't partner with cynics and pessimists. Their beliefs are self-fulfilling. Pick business partners with high intelligence, energy, and above all, integrity. Okay. That's why I chose you. Aww. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Um, what do I have? I'm a cynic and a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think, okay. So, so on the first part. All right. It, I'm, I'm not even going to address what you have. You, <laughs> okay. you have a lot of hoodies, what you have. <laughs> I, I truly believe in this like self-fulfilling prophecy type thing. Oh, where yeah. if, if I say it's not going to work, well, it's not going to work if I'm involved because I'm not. Well, because you're, you've already, yeah, you've already talked yourself into it. That's right. not going to work. So you're, I, of course, not going to give it your best. Exactly. Like, right. And you know what? Like, you could think something could work and be proven wrong and then stop and do something else, but you have to at least think that it's going to work. Yeah, for sure. What's the next one? Because this one is the, the most interesting one to me. The next tweet? Yeah. The internet has massively broadened the possibility space of careers. Most people haven't figured this out yet. He's saying the internet's where the money is. <laughs> yeah. Talk about infinitely scalable. Yeah. Like we sit here and record a podcast and reach like obscene amounts of people. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's like not real. I can't imagine this even being real. Well, it's funny is I don't even know. Like I'm not seeing a crowd of like. 50,000 people. I'm not on stage mm. at a rock concert seeing these people. I'm no. talking, I'm in a black hoodie from Old Navy drinking a beer, talking Look, 50, to 50,000 people is like Madison Square Garden or something. The only thing I know is that one person listens. His name is Robert and he, and, and Miguel. And he said to people, beer. And he said his beer and I'm drinking <laughs> and, it right now. Yeah. That's what I know. But it is, it's, I guess it's scalable because here I am. It's the thing. It's like there are needs that people have. And how better to serve it than to everyone in the world, not just the people near you. And what's great about it is the internet can be um, like everyone's on it now, right? In the US, at least, right? Everyone's. Mm. And it's like, how do you, you know, instead of using it to Insta or whatever, how do you leverage it to make you more money? I think it's an interesting. I mean, that's what we did. I didn't look at the internet as a fun place. I didn't. It was never that for me. It was a place of like, oh shit, people are making money here. Let me let me try that because I don't have to go to work. Great. <laughs> Same. It was like I just want a small, small piece of that. Yeah. 
Um, all right, moving on because we're going to take a break in a little bit. Um, I'm going to blow through these few. If is that is that all right? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel it. like we can kind of um, move through this quickly. So this is all about knowledge. Knowledge. Specific knowledge. Specific knowledge. Specific, specific knowledge is knowledge that you cannot be trained for. If society can train you, it can train someone else and replace you. That is very interesting because just think about that for a second, right? Specific knowledge is found by pursuing your genuine curiosity and passion rather than whatever it is hot right now, Instagram. <laughs> when specific knowledge is taught, it's through apprenticeships, not schools. Specific knowledge is highly technical or creative. It cannot be outsourced or automated. Probably the most profound few tweets in this whole thing. Mm. And probably the thing that you and I have both capitalized on and all of, all of our friends have capitalized on, which is. And I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. I, I'm a home brewer. I'm obsessed mm. with it. I fucking love the shit out of it. I am drinking beer. I think about beer more than I think about anything else in the world. And you do it not to make money. You do it because you nope. love it. Do it because I love it. I read. I'm reading a book called Malt right now. It's literally about Sounds one. Like fun. <laughs> it's about it's. It is so intensely dense, and I love it. It's how I go to bed at night. I'm like, ah, <laughs> what is the diastic power of a of a single malt kernel? Mm. You were telling me about like head velocity or something or <laughs> head, head, retention. head retention. I was like, I poured this beer hard, and there was a lot of head. And you're like, oh, I mean, it has high head. It has long. It has long chain dextrins that um, you know, make the beer. It increases the beer beer viscosity, which increases head retention. Mm. And um, but your point, I'm sorry. <laughs> my point is, I am sitting here, and I and I. So I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was like, when I was in the pool industry, when I was uh, from the ages from 13 to 25, I just was uh, um, like, I was just indoctrinated with this knowledge of pH, alkalinity, chlorine, you know, salt. All these pool things. Mm. Now, what I did essentially, like in hindsight, was so Swim University is my main business now, but it was just a website. I created a museum of my knowledge. Mm. Ooh, I like that. It, 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 like I did this. I, I took this moment in time, my specific knowledge, and I wrote it down and I made it public for everybody. And now that, that is my business. Mm. Right. Because you just shared with the world something that you care deeply about. Uh, care is not the word. I had a you very knew specific about. You knowledge. Had intimate knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very specific knowledge and a very specific thing, which was how to keep your pool clear. Mm. Everyone has a very specific knowledge. It might be on Orbeez. I don't know why I keep bringing that specific example. I up. still I think don't even so... know what it is. I don't either. Oh, okay. I just so... know it's like a Japanese toy. I think. But I just think of something insignificant. Hmm. But like somebody could have an extreme specific knowledge on that. You put that on the internet in some sort of like educational space or I don't know, whatever, some sort of oh product. My God. No one around you gives a shit about pools. No one wants to hear you talk about chlorine and whatever. But no. it turns out there are hundreds of thousands of people in the world yeah. that have internet access that are interested. And, and that's so what you, the internet's so that's why the internet's so great to this. So yeah. it's something to think about that 
specific specific knowledge is not something that you can be trained for. So it's something that you're going to inherently want to learn on your own. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. You know, I lo- I lo- a lot of kids that I grew up with were very into cars and they all knew how to like, <laughs> I mean, this was like South Jersey in the late, you know, late nineties where people were putting uh, like neon lights under their car, like a specific knowledge. Some of them turned into mechanics, maybe Mm -hmm. leads and areas because they loved it. And so they became better than anyone else could. Right. At this thing. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. Opened up shops where they did that kind of work or uh, wrote blogs or however you want to turn that knowledge. We we, we do internet things, but it's a million ways to to make use of this. Yes. And obviously this tweet storm comes from a guy who built an internet company understandable but there's more to be there's more to be there's more to be heard here so let's let's take a break and we're going to talk about uh using leverage using your skills and we'll be right back all right we're back and i'm gonna drink a beer real quick take your sip you you don't don't take breaks you need to yeah enjoy you're right this is two eight percent beers in a row man in the middle of a thursday afternoon (laughs) (laughs) all right so this area is on leverage fortunes require leverage yeah business leverage comes from capital people and products with no marginal cost of replication that and that's an example of like code and media you could copy it unlimited amounts of times and Mm. we've talked about leverage an unlimited amount of times on the show how do rental property businesses work with leverage yeah you know just using other people's money that's cheap to earn massive returns. Right. Or other people's time. Yeah. Labor means people working for you. It's the oldest and most fought over form of leverage. Labor leverage will impress your parents, but don't waste your life chasing it. And I love this because the (sighs) easiest way to get more done, if you need to dig a ditch, the easiest way to dig a ditch is get some other people to do it or a ton of people to help. But, it's inherently not sexy because then you spend all of your time telling them where to dig and how fast and you don't get to do the things that you're good at. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not, this isn't really speaking to me this section. All right. Well then we'll keep going. Yeah. Coded media are permissionless leverage. They're the leverage behind the newly rich. You can create software and media that works for you while you sleep. And okay. We right. really try not to beat this horse to a bloody pulp, but this is Matt and I's business. We yeah. create media that is infinitely scalable. I code, and we apply the two together. And so this way, Matt and I don't need a t- an army of 100 people. We kind of just, we're able to talk to so many people because of the internet and stuff right. like that. But moving on. Uh, an army of robots is freely available. It's just packed in data centers for heat and space efficiency. Use it. Yeah, this is, again, this is all for <laughs> like the, Coder the, type the Silicon things. Valley uh, community. Uh, and the last one you can read. If you can't code, write books and blog, record videos and podcasts. Basically, <laughs> or it doesn't... do all of those fucking things. This is <laughs> apparently what we've chosen. <laughs> These are ways to to let your thoughts reach untold amounts of people. So, uh, all right, here's what I'll say about this because um, he talked about this in the Joe Rogan episode, which I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. And he was breaking down this idea, and we should probably do an episode on this at some point. 
UBI. Ah, uh, we so we did. We did. Y- you weren't there. Oh, uh, where, but where, we where could was do I? it. Where was I in a fight with you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we were talking about irritable bowel syndrome. No, sorry. U- <laughs> UB, uh, universal basic income. Sorry. It's a little, little poop joke for you. A uh, little toilet humor. So, What does um, the I stand for in that? It, what? In, in um, UBI and your irritable. It's, it, the letters aren't even right. Let's, let's move no, on. No, they're totally wrong. It was a really bad joke. Okay, so a universal basic income. He was saying that like it's a non-solution to a non-problem. Mm. And the idea being that like, you know, you give somebody money and, 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 you know, this was just an interesting like side thought, but you give somebody money and they're, they can use it for whatever. And you basically are taking away their, their self worth, their, their reason to exist. Mm. And, um, instead we should provide, and this I'm paraphrasing and, and really blowing through this point. It's very, it's very delicate topic, but it's essentially like, what if we just paid for, Things like transportation, food, uh, living, like basic living expenses, and then that there will always be jobs, right? They may not be jobs in coal mines. They may not be jobs in driving trucks. All of these things could be automated out of, into existence, which is why we're even talking about universal basic income because automation is going to happen. But his argument, and his argument was automation has always existed. There's there's always been progress in our existence where um, machines or robots or other laborers have taken over jobs. And I think been- the difference because yeah. so I, I don't agree. I super mm-hmm. don't agree. And I think the difference is that um, in the past, these changes have happened yeah. as one offs slowly. And there were other tangential things. If you were a coal miner, well, yeah. maybe you're not a coal miner now, but I don't know, you're doing something with steel or whatever. Sure. You could you could transfer. Right. And what is happening now is is it's happening or and it's going to happen extremely quick. And the skills are going to be non-transferable. And so you're yes. gonna have like these people that are displaced will have to be completely retrained yes. to do new things. But his his argument, which I thought was interesting, not saying I agree one way or the other. But his argument was that there will always be jobs. They will just look very different in the future, mm-hmm. and they will be based on more create. Like the the human humans are moving more towards creative jobs rather than. I totally jobs. agree that we will be needed to do more thoughtful, unautomated type things. I think the UBI, and I don't want to like make this no. a UBI episode. Sure, no, it's not. But it it's. Not maybe it's possibly not the best solution. I, I don't think it, there's probably other things, but the sure. idea is that it's like a band aid. I I'm giving I'm not giving this. Um, it's you know fair. We'll assessment. do a, we'll do a UBI episode. Okay, and I will come heavily researched. And if you do as, as well, I. cool. As okay, fine. I. We'll do it again. But Deal. I I think it's it's worth listening to him. I thought it was really interesting. So it's kind of where I got with that. All right. Moving on, we're talking about skills. There is no skill called business. Avoid business magazines and business classes. Now, I love that. I, I do too. However, <laughs> I just, this makes me bring up Marco Simonis. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, by the way, the show is called The Profit. Yeah. It's on CNBC. You can yeah. get it on Hulu, whatever. I've People watched every episode. It. Yeah. Love it. Anyway. So, so, but I feel like that guy, that's his skill. 
is that he just his skill is he knows business. He knows things. He understands processes. He understands people. He understands numbers that I would never know. He's like, oh, this is called X, and I'm sure like his producers feed him those things sometimes when he doesn't but remember. He what sees called. opportunities. He sees like what like he goes into a flower business and can imagine what a perfect version of that right. countrywide might look like. Well, because it's all the same. Hmm. It's just product, process, and people. Yeah, people. It's the same. Process. He's just you said yeah, it in whatever. Order. Fine. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> template. It can be fit to anything. But yeah. I agree that it, it's a, it's there is no skill. It's not called business skill. I agree, but there is skill in knowing business. what an opportunity is. Yeah, yeah. Um, study microeconomics, game theory, psychology, persuasion, ethics, mathematics, computers. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you you know a lot of these things. To be perfectly honest. Do and I? Yeah, Game Theory is a Roots album. Love it. Look, you, you understand psychology, which is why you're able to communicate so well. You understand ethics, which is why you do things that aren't like what an asshole would do. Well, whatever, um, fuck you. You understand computers. And the, the point being, these are some of the most difficult things to automate, the most human type things. Mm. Um, and so, and, and that's kind of where the power lies. That's where the power lies. Yeah. All right, uh, man, this next one is important, but reading is faster than listening. Doing is faster than watching. Mm. Um, why, why are you listening to this episode when you just read the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> or just read the fucking original tweet storm. Yeah, right. We'll link uh, to it. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Sorry, you're like 40 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think there's value in listening. Mm. depends on the type of learner you are. I'm not a good um, reading learner. I learn way better. Than, I like, if it comes to reading versus watching, I will much rather, I learn so much better watching a YouTube video than I am reading. Like I'm reading a book on malt. Great. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy YouTube videos, but it takes so long to no, get man. through it where like you could just get the gist in like a minute. Sure. But, but okay, fine. Fair. However, like I'm reading this book on malt. It's insanely dense. And I'm just reading it going like, there's no pictures. What the fuck is an endosperm? I don't know what that <laughs> is. So I pull up YouTube and I watch a video of a guy going, this is what endosperm looks like in a malt kernel. I'm like, I got it now. Mm. <laughs> like Now I could read the rest of the book and still be confused. <laughs> That's just me. And listening... Having somebody sit here and like describe and use their their own personal story to kind of like relay the information, I think for me, I need context when it comes to um, information sometimes. Mm. Not all information, but some information I need context. And I totally agree that doing is faster than watching. Oh, for sure. Maybe it's not as maybe it's not faster. Maybe I should I don't think it's faster. I think you just understand it way more. Well, that's the thing. It's like you could demo something for someone. Yeah. And they're not going to really fully get it, even if they take notes. But when that person has to go through it, it doesn't take many times and they'll, they'll get it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the last part. Yeah. So this next section is called you. Um, and me? It's all about you. Thank you. All the He wrote this to there. me. Wow. Yeah. He um. You should be too busy to do coffee. 
while keeping an uncluttered calendar. <laughs> that's my favorite line. Yeah, that's. Why? I feel like that's a that's a, again that's a Silicon Valley entrepreneur problem. Mm. I get asked a lot to like, hey, you want to get some coffee? It's like pick your brain, kind yeah. of. You know, get those a lot. Um, but my calendar is completely empty. But then also, I'm like, uh, here's what I'll do. Email me get, your questions. Yeah, well, I won't even do that. I'll just say, uh, I'll go out drinking with you. Mm. I'll go to happy hour with you. That's like, that's the way. I actually met so many people who just want to pick my brain. I'm like, look, if you buy me a beer, <laughs> buy me beers. You have an hour to be interesting, <laughs> and if you're really interesting, I'll buy all the rest of the beers. Right. Either and, and if you yeah or <laughs> or I'll be so drunk I won't care. I'm like exactly. oh, all right yeah thanks man. It's terrible. <laughs> um. All right. Set and enforce an aspirational personal hourly rate. If fixing a problem will save you less than your hourly rate, ignore it. If outsourcing a task will call you less than your hourly rate, outsource it. I love that. This, this is, I mean. I think you should everything. frame everything in terms of your hourly rate just to decide if what you're doing makes sense. This is the thing that my my friend, and I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound pompous. I don't want to sound privileged, but I'm you already going do, to. So just I know. say it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um you know, I hired a cleaning service when I moved here. And because a friend of mine was like, you're out, like, what is your hourly rate? I was like, I don't know, like a hundred bucks an hour. He's like, he's like, would you pay a hundred dollars an hour for somebody to clean your house? I'm like, no, he's like, okay, well then it's worth somebody else to do that. Mm. And I was like, ah. and it, it was so hard to get over that idea, but it makes sense. If you, you know, value yourself higher. And there are things that you'll enjoy that oh, yeah. you could outsource at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you love mowing the lawn because it gives you time, mm. you versus the lawn. Oh, I, I know I'm going to like that. I know once I get a lawn for the first time ever, <laughs> you're going to be gonna mowing it when it was mowed yesterday. <laughs> oh, dude, they make lawnmower beers. Oh, they I'm, do. I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to love it. So then you wouldn't outsource it. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but if I could sit on a tractor. I, I would like to see a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. Work as hard as you can. Even though who you work with and what you work on are more important than how hard you work. So work as hard as you can, even though it's more important who you work with and what you work on. So basically, the cornerstone of success is hard work. Yeah, it's arbitrary. Because we, we talk a lot when we're not recording about <clears throat> these stupid things that we have to do, unsexy, Yeah. part of the reason why we were able to get to where we are is because we're willing to do, we're, just, we're willing to work hard. Um, I know this comes from Mark Manson. You got to be willing to eat the shit, shit sandwich. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not, not all, you know, I was, uh, I feel like I was talking to somebody about this recently, like what we, oh, yeah. So I was talking to my friend about he has a hobby site where he teach um he does a lot of golf stuff and uh it's called breakin80.com if you're into golf at all but it's a hobby site and he makes money from it same with uh my homebrewing site it's like a hobby it's my fun thing but I also make money from it and it's like that shit is still kind of hard right mm -hmm. is it harder than something else no i mean there's obviously like relative like relativity there but 
it still sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the There's still work things still you sucks. don't want to do. Yeah. So, all right. Last but not least, um, become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. And this is, I think, I don't agree with this one personally. Um, I think become if you become very good at what you do, you are you will never. It's so unlikely you'll become the best in the world. No, whatever it is you do, but I I think there's so much truth to this because, for example, you make videos and I have made videos. I just know it is not within my wheelhouse. I don't operate think that way, and so I could never compete with somebody like you. So I so I shouldn't try. Yeah, you know, and it's just. Basically, focus on what you're good at. Okay. So, in closing, there are no get-rich-quick schemes. That's just someone else getting rich off of you. Apply specific knowledge with leverage, and eventually, you will get what you deserve. And when you're finally wealthy, you'll realize that it wasn't what you were seeking in the first place. And I love that. How profound. Because everyone listening wants money, wants to build wealth. And when you get there, you realize that was just one step in the journey. Yeah. Then there's purpose. Life is short. Mm. Live large. (laughs) I feel like that's a soda commercial. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) All right. Anyway. All right. That's everything. If you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes, like a link to this fucking tweet. Uh, If you check your preferred (laughs) podcast app, uh, you can check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show for the show notes. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of this show, please email us listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. All the tools and resources that we normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. That's it. Later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 